Welcome to We Are Farmington, episode number two. I'm so excited to bring you another podcast episode. And as we create these, it is so amazing to hear all the stories. And I hope that you can resonate with them as I am as well. I'm going to try to bring a self-care concept to you every time we have an episode. So today I'm going to talk about mindfulness and how you can incorporate it in your everyday. That could start with when you wake up, feeling how your body feels, laying in bed, what your head feels like on the pillow. Is it heavy or is it light? When you put your feet on the floor for the first time, what is that? those sensations that you're feeling? It could be when you're outside or going for a walk. What are the sounds that you hear around you? Are there birds chirping? Is there wind? Are there cars driving by? Are there people laughing and playing? It could be the colors that you see around you, either within your house or on a walk or outside. What are the colors that you notice? Do you see blues? Do you see greens? And then also paying attention to some of the smells. So really getting in tune with your senses within your day at different moments. And if you just stop and take a breath and think about the things that are around you, that in itself is mindfulness. So if you have a chance, try it today. See if it works and how it feels. Thanks again for joining us. I hope you enjoy this episode. All right, today we are meeting with Katie Gabrielli. She is actually a graduate from North Farmington High School um, in 1998. And she's been employed in Farmington for 17 years. Um, She is currently a health and physical education teacher at Farmington High School. And Katie, thank you so much for meeting with me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yes. So today we're going to talk about um, self-care and um, the importance of self-care, especially it's important now, but it's important now more than ever. We're all feeling a lot of stress with this pandemic coming about. And so, Katie, I'm just wondering if you can give me um, a little bit more information about why it's so important for us. Self-care right now is... um... It's going to help us get through these tough times. Um, It's going to allow us to take a moment and breathe um, and let go of things, let go of the things that we really can't control um, as a parent, as a teacher. um, And we often want to try to control everything and have, have a plan for everything. And right now, for a lot of us, it's the first time we can't have a plan. We can really only take it one day at a time. So it's learning to to be okay with that and learning to let some of those things go. Learning to take a moment for yourself because you need this moment for yourself just to to, um, allow yourself to relax and let go of those things that you cannot control. Yeah, and it's so hard when your worlds collide together. Like we have, you mentioned um, being a mom as well. Um, You have two boys. So we have work and we have home and now they're all merged together and trying to find that, that balance in the mix of everything is so hard, right? And 
And so, like you said, like, it's important to find time for yourself, but then there's this also piece of probably your family too. Like I imagine there's also this balance of, of trying to meet the needs of your family and um, self-care. I know at least know for me, I've been trying to experiment with some things, even with my kids. So I have a 12 year old and a 15 year old and you have very similar ages to kids, but why is it so important, not only for us, but for our children as well? So I think when I think of self-care for me personally, um, being a, a physical education teacher and a health teacher and having my yoga background, I'm, I'm, I, I automatically gravitate towards those things where I'm moving, where I'm breathing. That's where my natural tendencies tend to be. So for me, my self-care has been in, in that world, whether it be um, you know, running or, you know, practice, practicing my own yoga at home, um, and or lifting weights, whatever it may be for me. But I also recognize that that's different for my boys. Um, my boys are very active, busy boys, um, at nine and 12, but they don't necessarily have the same likes that I do. So for some of them, um, for my older one, he likes to, um, sketch. So he'll sit there and he'll sketch and he'll draw. Um, he likes to go um, practice his baseball swings in the yard. Um, and allowing him that time for himself is is really, really important. Um, my younger one is a little bit more open to the um, uh, to the eyes of yoga a little bit more. Um, I did a guided meditation um, at the beginning of this this chaos because I had a really hard time um, calming myself down and not being able to answer questions for my kids. Um, my own boys and then my kids at school because they're like, what's going to happen, Mrs. G? And I'm like, I don't know. So, and I like to have answers. So I did a guided meditation one night at home um, and my son came in and he just laid in the bed next to me and he just enjoyed the guided meditation that I partook in. Um, so understanding that their own self-care may be slightly different than what we may have in our own mind, but it goes back to whatever's going to make you happy in that moment and doing things that make you happy and bring you joy um, is so very important. And it doesn't have to be a big block of time. It can be five minutes here, five minutes there, whatever you can do that's going to make you smile. You said, you said a couple of things that kind of resonated with me, especially the whole what's, what's, what I like to do does not always have to be um, what would work for my kids, right? And I, I have a baseball player as well. Being outside for him and being very active is also um, the best avenue for him. I have a teenage daughter and I've tried to get them all to do meditation and sometimes it works and sometimes it is a flop and I get eye rolls and um, you know, the social worker in me is like, I just, I feel like you need something to help take care of yourself. So how do you, I guess my question for you is how do you help get kids to experiment and find different avenues on what, what they might be interested in or um, what might help them at a certain time? So just like teachers, we have our own toolboxes that we always go toward to help us solve problems. As a teacher, we want to try to create those toolboxes for our own students. Um, and this goes back to teaching yoga for so long. 
um, introducing the concept of yoga nidra, which is a guided meditation for students. I, I explained to the, the kids in class, I'm like, some of you are totally going to connect with us and get it and be like, this is the best thing ever. And some of you are going to think I'm straight up crazy. <laughs> and it's okay. And that just may mean that that day you're not there and not ready to be there. Um, and and recognizing that each day your body and your mind kind of shifts. Um, we talk about your um, the wellness spectrum in health class. And we talk about that it's always a shifting scale. It's never like in one point. You want to try to maintain balance as much as possible. But some days you're high, some days you're low. And recognizing that. And the same thing when you try new things. Um, you want to try to expose students and your own kids to as many different opportunities as possible. So um, the the Holderness family clips that are on YouTube that uh -huh. are just hysterical um, with the funny songs and things like that. Um, you know, music brings so much joy to so many different people and that's like their creative outlet. So I've taken those clips and I've posted it for my kids on classroom just saying, hey, something to make you laugh today. Um, and I show my kids at home. I'm like, hey, guys, come here. Come look at this. So, again, it's finding all those different avenues. Again, going back to what may make people happy and understanding that what may make me happy may not be what makes the rest of my family happy or my students happy. Mm -hmm. um, and the teacher in me, um, I, I look for as many different avenues for kids to make connections with things. Um, and it may not necessarily be something that I connect with, but one of my students may connect with it. So there's been different like art things that have been out there um, with regards to um, like different sketches each day, different themes for sketching each day. So mm -hmm. again, going back to like the movement and the music and, and, and the art that people connect to and creating things like my son loves to build Legos. I'm like, mm -hmm. what cool thing can you build today? Right. You know, and he finds happiness and he doesn't even realize he thinks he's just playing and having fun, but he doesn't realize that's a stress reliever for him. So yeah. finding those little things like that, that can help relieve anybody's stress. There's so many different avenues that people can look for. It doesn't just have to be um, straight mindfulness. It, there's so many different avenues for people. And understand right. and for adults, even projects, yeah, um, like that gardening, especially right now. I think a lot of people are doing landscaping and getting their gardens ready. Yep. Um, it's nice to be outside and get some fresh air. Um, so that in itself is good, but also the feeling of accomplishment and cleaning out um, some garden beds and things like that could also help, right? Correct. Yeah. And again, again, it goes, it goes back to doing what makes you happy and, and understanding that that may shift each day, but that's mm -hmm. okay. It doesn't have to be the same thing. It can be right. something different and it could be you trying something different, something fun that you've never tried before. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned the wellness spectrum and I want to go back there for a minute because in one of our conversations that we had before, we were talking about how important it is day-to-day um, -day we change and we need different things every day. Um, but we also have to pay attention to what our body is saying or um, the signals that 
um, there it's giving us that we need, right? And that could be different from day to day. And so I'm connecting it to the wellness spectrum. I'm not sure if it is connected to the wellness spectrum, but can you speak a little bit more? Is it about feelings? Is it, what is it, what is that about? So the, the wellness spectrum is because when we talk in health, we're talking about the physical, the mental, and the social. We're talking about all three aspects. So that scale is going to slide depending on your own individual needs for the day. Um, somebody like myself, who is very active, who does train a lot, um, there are days where I'm like, I'm not doing that today because I'm tired. I, I just I, I want to go for a walk today instead of you know, going hard on the treadmill or lifting heavy weights. Like I just, I just want to go for a walk and mm -hmm. recognizing that cue that my body's giving me. Um, there's other times like when you're like, okay, I've got a to-do list a mile long. Um, I've got to, you know, fold the laundry, put the laundry away, go grocery shopping with a mask, um, you know, wipe down all the groceries, all those different things. And it's like, no, I'm going to choose two today. Um, to not overwhelm myself. So recognizing those things um, is what's going to help you maintain balance on that wellness scale. And what were those three again? Can you repeat them? Uh, the the physical, physical, mental, and social. Okay. So right now for a lot of us, um, I'm a social person. <laughs> so okay. connecting with people right now, um, it's been it's been sad for me. So finding different ways to connect with people um, are, you know, the blessings of technology right now. Um, I miss going to my gym and working out with my friends at the gym. So we've, we do Zoom workouts, you know, almost nightly and I hop on when I can. Um, I think recognizing what you're missing right now is okay. And you're allowed to be sad about missing those things, but finding different ways to fill like the void, mm -hmm. I think is important. So how do you, um, in your classes, what, what tips do you have um, for parents for helping um, their children recognize really from any age, so, you know, thinking little ones to our teenagers, like how, how as a parent do I help that conversation at my home um, around this wellness spectrum, um, knowing that like my teenager really misses her social connections, right? Like mm -hmm. that that's a huge part of her life. Um, and she's getting some of it virtually, but it's still not the same as that person to person connection. Right. And so right. how how do you kind of help recognize that um, a where they're currently at um, physically, mentally and socially and then um, help have that conversation and then what can help replace some of the things that they're missing that they cannot physically have right now? Um, I think. Uh, with all ages, I think it's super important for them to know that this stinks. This isn't fun for any of us. Mm. So it validates their feeling of missing out. And they're like, okay, it's not just me that feels like this, this is not fun. So right. I think recognizing that fact and saying, this is not fun for, for mom or dad or grandma or grandpa, like this is not fun. 
we have to do it to keep ourselves safe and healthy. Um, and let's find different ways to, to connect with people. So for example, um, I don't have little, little ones, but I imagine with little ones, you could have them create something to give to a grandparent, you know, write them a letter, create them a card, do something like that. Um, also, you know, the virtual technology connecting with them, you know, um, Zoom, Google Meet, whatever your technology platform is connecting with them. So the little ones and even the older ones can see their faces. Um, for the older kids, it makes it a little bit more challenging because, again, it's that that true social connection with people. Mm -hmm. um, and I think just trying to engage them like we've done a lot of like game nights in our house to really to for that social connection, that one-on-one -on -one interaction with our family, it's not the same as friends. Right. Um, and telling the kids, you know, this isn't the same as hanging out with your friends, but we're still having fun, you know, and making it as fun as possible and doing those little things as a family, I think is important right now for mm -hmm. that social connection. Um, yeah. I know with my 12 year old, I've encouraged, Hey, who have you, who have you played, you know, your games with, have you connected with so-and-so and so-and-so and making right. sure you're checking in with those friends too. Um, yeah. And it's not going to replace the real face-to-face -face interaction. It's just not. Um, but trying to find ways to maintain that connection is important for everybody. Right. So that's the social piece. And I feel like probably the hardest piece right now is that mental piece. I think the weather is getting nicer physically. I think the more we can be outside, probably the, the easier it will be for everybody to kind of move around and be active. Yeah. But this mental piece, um, you know, they talk about those mirror neurons um, and how the people that you're around sometimes feed off of the emotions that others have. I can connect to it to myself personally, if somebody in my house is cranky lately and we're all stuck in the house, um, it's a rainy day. I feel everybody's getting that cranky bug, right? And so um, it's so important for us to to know how we're feeling, acknowledge how, how you're feeling. And I, I agree with you. I th think it's very healthy for us to say to our kids, um, we're anxious, we're we're having a bad day, we're upset with something, we're sad. It's important for us to verbally recognize those so our kids know that it is okay for them to have those feelings as well and to also start to recognize, right? Um, do you have any tips on how to help that conversation? You know, I'm thinking especially with our teenagers who um, you know, I've talked to families sometimes, you know, kids are sleeping until like the middle of the afternoon. Mm -hmm. um, you know, how, you know, how do we encourage some of that? I think, um, again, I think it goes back to being honest with each other and your family. Um, I know <laughs> I would tell my kids at school too. And granted, I deal with high schoolers all day, so I can be a little bit more honest with them than I could with little ones. And there were days, like, especially this time of year, the kids would get kind of squirrely. They'd want to move, and it's the end of the year, and, you know, um, they start to get a little squirrely at this time of year. Um, and I would say, okay, Mrs. G is having a bad day. Give me some space. I need you to, like, tone it down a notch. 
so I can have a moment. <laughs> um, and yeah. I have the same conversations with my own kids, like, okay, mom's having a rough day. <laughs> Give mom yeah. a minute. Um, I need your help with this stuff. Um, that's the other thing that um, I've had to work on personally is that I'm, I, I think it goes back to being a mom, a teacher and a wife. Like we just do it all. And I just try to get it all done and make sure it's done to help everybody else. And there's times where I need to say, I, I need help with something. Yeah. Uh, and I've gotten much better and my boys are older. So it's easier now that they're a little bit older. But even with the young ones, you can say, I need help with you picking up your toys. So mom doesn't have to do it or dad doesn't have to do it. I need help with you putting your shoes where they belong. Um, that That's helpful. So recognizing the fact that one, you need help with things and saying, I need help. Um, and again, being honest and connecting and saying um, to, to your family members, to your students, wh whomever it may be, just saying, okay, um, I'm having a bad day. <laughs> I need some space and I need you to be patient with me in understanding that I'm having a bad day. And I think that goes a long way um, with everybody. And then the kids understand um, that it's okay to say those things too. Like this morning, um, my nine-year-old was like, I, I don't want to do my Zoom meeting. I'm like, you're doing your Zoom meeting. You need to do it. Um, but I don't want to. I'm like, well, why don't you want to? Because I'd rather be outside playing. Okay, now we know why. You got to you gotta do 20 minutes of your Zoom meeting, and then you can go outside and play. Right. You know, so and getting to the bottom of why those feelings are really there. And right. I think that starts with the honesty aspect of it. And the whole bad day thing. Like you said, acknowledging that you have a bad day um, is okay for kids to also say they're having a bad day. So if I turned your scenario into the fact that your nine-year-old then, like he just wasn't, he just was not able to do it. He was not able to get on Zoom, right? Like, so sometimes you can talk through and you can encourage and they can get on. And then there's other days where it's, what's the battle, right? Like, is is the battle to be on the Zoom or is the battle, like, clearly my kid needs something else at yeah. this point, right? And not saying that education is not important, but there are some days where we all feel like we just can't do a certain thing right like it just it just is not it's not what we need especially right now and so if we cannot push through um there might be times that we just need to let things go right like what what is the battle worth what is what is the goal um that we're working for and is it going to cause more stress to push them to the zoom or is it just not worth it today? And tomorrow we're going to revisit it. doesn't mean that like that kid is never going to have to go on the zoom again, but um, there are going to be times that we need to pick our battles. Right. Right. Um, especially as working parents that a lot of us are working at home and trying to parent at the same time and how hard it is. Like there's sometimes that we just need to figure out what, what is the priority and what, what's the biggest thing. And I think this wellness spectrum is a great way to kind of gauge that. Like, what is that need for me and or my kids at the time, right? And then figure out from there. Yeah, I think it's so important for all of us to understand um, 
this is crazy times that we're living in um, and stuff isn't going to go according to plan uh -huh. uh, or according to our normal schedule. Um, and so just letting stuff go. Um, but then, you know, I have students that are like, Mrs. G I just didn't get it done in time. Okay, just get it to me. Get uh -huh. it and you can get it to me. You know, and if life is happening at your house, just communicate that with me. And we can come up with a plan B with regards to, you know, your learning for right now. We can okay. come up with a plan B, but you have to communicate that with me. Um, and at home, just, you know, like you said, picking and choosing your battles um, and learning. It's okay to let stuff go and let stuff slide right now um, in particular, just because um, I keep going back to the phrase that we've heard a lot of. We're in crisis teaching mode um, uh -huh. and you know, being a working parent and then being a mom and then having my husband work from home, everybody's like in close, close quarters in the house and uh -huh. everyone's trying to do their best within, you know, with what we've been given. Um, yeah. And our best may not be what it, our normal best usually is because of what's going on in the world. Um, right. And that's okay. That's okay. Like, all right, so you're not reading for 30 minutes today. All right, give me 10. If uh -huh. you can't read tonight, you and I will sit down and we'll read 10 minutes together. Right. So learning to let go of some of those things. Um, it's okay. And it goes, right. again, if you're not taking care of yourself mentally, you're not going to be able to help those around you and help support them in this crazy time. So it's okay to let stuff go if that's what's going to keep you in a good mental space. Right. So even for some of us who have really little ones at home and like that, it's so hard to find time. Like you're, like you said earlier, like it can, it doesn't have to be long. Like it can even be five minutes. And I know some people listening might think like, I never have five minutes. Um, how, like what words of encouragement or advice do you have for like those who, you know, um, just feel like they're constantly like the demands of a little one, which I cannot imagine what that's like right now. Um, a little one that always needs your time, work that you feel like needs your time. Like, what what do you then let go? Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I think I think back to when the boys were little, um, and again, like folding all the laundry doesn't have to get done right now. Just let it go. The clothes are clean. They may not be folded, but they're clean. So mm -hmm. let it go. Um, the dishwasher doesn't have to get unloaded right now. Just let it go. You can do it while you're, you're cooking your meal for dinner. Just those little things like that, um, I think are important. Um, and then for our teachers that are, are working from home with little ones, um, your students know, they know you care because you're there. You've been there. Um, you're connecting with them. You're doing, you're doing the best that you can do right now. Um, and I think for some of us as teachers, um, it's a little overwhelming when we look on social media with all these fabulous, wonderful ideas. And you're like, I'm not doing that. And, but that's okay. They may have, we don't know what those people's life circumstances are. They may be an empty nester. They may not have kids at home. They may not have, you know, they may not have the same circumstances. Um, so 
you're doing the best that you can do right now. And everybody um, is grateful for that. Your kids, your students know you're there for them. Yeah. Um, I kind of think of that as a parent, um, social media and all the fancy schedules that are pretty and colorful yeah. <laughs> and organized and Katie, there are some times that I look at and at, my son has like a handwritten schedule sometimes on his his desk. And sometimes it is like we are a five minute before a Google Meet um, that I have. I'm kind of running down the schedule with him, right? I mean, we all are doing the best we can, right? And we all understand um, and need to have compassion. And I, I take that back to the self care. Like we need to have compassion for ourselves that we are right. doing that we can and give ourselves some permission that it's okay if we are not, if we don't have the fanciest schedules for our kids and our kids don't have a set routine every day. And as a teacher um, that you're not doing every tech tool that's out there um, right now, because we, it, whatever it is, we're all doing the best that we can, right? And so I think that that's a really good point. And self-care, I think, can also be some of that self-talk and self-dialogue that we give ourselves to. Um, yeah. And that permission, like you said, to let go of some things. Um, and I that communication piece, um, if we communicate openly to the people in our families, um, we communicate openly to um, teachers and our parents um, what is going on and what we need right now. Um, I think that would be helpful too. So questions before yeah. we close. Um, you're you're doing this work-home balance at home. You said you're a mom of two boys. Um, you have a husband. You're, you're a high school teacher. Um, do you... How easy, is it easy or difficult um, to find that work-home balance? Uh, it depends on the day. <laughs> totally <laughs> depends on the day. Um, and that's okay. I've, I, you know, the first six weeks of this chaos, um, I had a hard time saying it's okay. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm, we're getting into a groove that, okay, we're going to try and do this today. It's, it's literally one day at a time in our house. Okay. Um, and just try to get through a couple, you know, to get through our must do's. And if we do wonderful, if we don't, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. um, and being okay with that. And so um, for somebody that's practiced yoga for 20 years, um, I still have to remind myself of that, that it is what it is. And it's okay. Just just mm -hmm. let it go. Um, and it'll be okay. Yeah, it'll be okay. What advice do you have for people listening on that. I mean, the it'll be okay is good. Any other advice that you have in terms of finding that balance? Um, I think, um, and I've had to have this conversation with myself, the, the self-talk, mm -hmm. um, but be kind to yourself. You're doing the best that you can do right now. And your best today may look different than your best tomorrow or the day before, whatever it is. We're all we're all intentionally trying to do what's best. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cause we're ingrained that way. Um, and being okay with, it may look different from day to day. Yeah. I have three sentences that I want you to complete for me, please. 
Okay. Um, I am grateful for my family. I am learning uh, to be kind to myself. I find peace in moving and being active. Great. I'm going to summarize a little bit of what we um, talked about today. And for some things that um, would be good to consider um, for everybody moving through this pandemic, um, we obviously know that there's a lot of unknowns ahead of us. Um, and so just a couple of reminders on some of the things that we talked about today. Uh, it's important to know where you're at and every day is different. So every every day brings some different challenges, but if you look in, look at it through the wellness spectrum of where we're at physically, mentally, and socially, and determine what you need in that day based on that, um, and determine what self-care that you might need uh, would be good. And self-care does not have to be lengthy. It can be five minutes. Um, it can be longer if you have time in your schedule for it, um, but it doesn't have to be. It can be a variety of things. So um, Katie, if I forgot anything, but um, I have sketching, journal writing, yoga, guided med meditation, um, mindfulness. Uh, you mentioned art and music, Legos, uh, even any type of exercise. So it could be running, bike riding, it could be weightlifting, something like that. Um, so, so really taking on and having you and as well as your family find some different avenues for self-care and it can look different for everyone in the family, but the idea that everybody has something that they have a connection to, um, to help take care of themselves. And the other point is really that self-talk and that permission to let things go um, to give yourself some flexibility um, that everything doesn't need to be perfect. And even though pressures from social media can kind of drag us down at times, it is, it is okay for us to be who we are and the fact that we are doing the best that we can in the situation that we're given. Did I miss anything? No, just again, just being kind to yourself and we are all doing the best that we can do right now in the pandemic times that we're living in. Yeah, so true, so true. Katie, I really appreciate you meeting with me um, virtually. We're not together, but virtually. Um, it, it's great to hear your voice and uh, I, I loved our time together. So I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. I would love to have a conversation with you. What are you passionate about? What are you thinking about right now? What is the story that you would like to tell if you are on this podcast. Please email me or call me, text me if you're interested in being one of my guests. I look forward to bringing you more stories and I'm wishing you well, friends.